what's the punkest thing we can do? And it's, I'm just like, just show up, show up. You got all the equipment. I got the ideas. What am I cooking? Does it matter? Like, why does it matter? My name is Jeremy Kirkland, and this is Blamo. We got a fresh new season for you all, and I'm so happy we're back. Season 9. What is that? Can you believe it? We're going all over the place, starting with the one and only Mr. Maddie Matheson. I have spent hours upon hours watching the acclaimed chef on his show, Just a Dash, reading his cookbooks, hearing his hot takes. He is the energy in the room you always want to have, and he takes it everywhere he goes. We explore Maddie's career, the clothes he's buying in quarantine, and his history with punk music. We also discuss his North Star, embracing imperfection and being proud of who you are. Last but not least, Maddie gives us the scoop on how he's building more infrastructure around himself, aka the Maddie Empire, to bring more videos, more of that sweet content, and more importantly, more laughs. We are back, everyone. Let's go. How are you doing? No, I'm doing good. I'm doing, uh, you know, like I got no complaints. You know, I'm I'm paying rent, and uh, my family's happy, so we're cool. Yeah, you're, you know, you're sitting on top of the the Maddie Empire right now, which is continuing to astound me. You got you got cooking where you got cooking shows, you got multiple <laughs> restaurants, you have, uh, I mean, what's it's crazy. Stuff. I got stuff. Yeah, I got some stuff. It's <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> I think I've just been able to um attract a couple people towards me that are pretty decent at business that are able to help me achieve my ADD HDDDD brain. So I think it, it it's like um it's been an interesting couple of years, you know um. And, uh, you know, this, this pandemic has, uh, you know, been able to kind of center the biggest thing. The biggest thing is like, I've been able to kind of center myself where I've been, I've been traveling for, you know, six, seven years nonstop. And, uh, I've never been, I've never been any place longer than like, or I've never been home longer than like last year. It was like, I was never home. Or like 2019, I was like never home longer than like I think the longest time I was home was eight days. So um, that's got to be good for the family, you know, right? The, it, dude, it's rough. It's rough. Uh, it's one of those things where it was like that was what was my like my income. That was our livelihood. That was uh, you know uh, my partner Trishy. You know she's at home with some kids, and uh, you know daddy's got to go make some money, and that that money was me. You know, being pokeroo all around the world, I guess. Yeah, but I'm sure it's better, at least, well, to an extent now in the sense that you're not traveling, you get, I mean, because like, just real quick, I mean, my my wife and I, we lived in New York, I have a three-year-old, and we were in New York for, I don't know, 16 some odd years, and the pandemic hit, and my wife's company basically um, was like doing more and more remote stuff. And we were like, well, maybe we, I don't know, should we move? What do we do? Or like, maybe it's short term. But we're like, look, we got to do it. So we left and in a weird way, like, and maybe this is because I've been in lots of counseling, but like the best thing that's happened is like, I truly get to see how happy my daughter is. Just like, we're just around. It's, it's, it's amazing. 
Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, it's um, one of those things where it's me and Trish have been together for, you know, 21 years. So it's like, um, and I've spent our, like we spent more time. We have been together longer than we haven't. Been. Yeah. And when the pan, and when, when the pandemic hit last March, um, it, it, it's this kind of crazy thing where like, we really had to learn like what my actual role was as a father, as a partner, um, because I was home, like I was home for, you know, four months straight trying to like <laughs> rebuild a, <laughs> rebuild a business that didn't really exist. Right. Like it was all this, like my entire life was a facade in a sense of like, it was just me, uh, you know, traveling, getting checks and like doing things and like, you know, the book and I had TV shows and things, but it's still like, it was, I was check to check. Mm -hmm. I didn't actually have a business that paid me. You know, I wasn't like a, uh, I'm an employee of my own company, but it, it it's still like, there was no um, thing. So I had to like learn how to rebuild a business um, that was not dependent of others. Like and it kind of like I had to start playing offense rather than I, I I was just sitting at home getting emails being like, hey, do you want to come here and like be host a barbecue festival? And I'm like, yeah, let's go to Australia. Okay, cool. Get the bag. Yeah. You know, and it's just like and so I had to like learn how to be a partner, a father um, and learn how to like create um, uh, an actual business all all at the same time. And, um, you know, uh it was a very interesting thing. Like me and Trish, it, it, it's, um, you know, it, it, it wasn't easy. Like anybody sure. being home. Um, I don't know if I'm definitely not a person that likes being home mm -hmm. and it's in the sense that like, I'm a definitely a workaholic. I'm definitely, you know, like I'm, I, 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 I'm, I don't stop moving. I don't stop thinking my brain. Like it's one of those things that I'm just like, I want to do this and I want to do that. And I want to do this. And I want to like, really, I want to really, you know, try to figure out how to do something like that. And like, that looks cool. Should I go over there and do that? <laughs> you know? And, and, and it's just like, it's, it, it, it honestly is very, it's constant. You know, I have, uh, over 12 divisions in my company of businesses now. And it's just like, so there's just like all these different things that, um, and it's funny because a lot of people still just think I'm like taking toilet selfies on a fucking Instagram. So it's like, it, it, it's an interesting, like even my brain, the way I'm talking about this bullshit right now, it's crazy. But it's like the the craziest thing was like me and Trish for as long as that we have been together. Yeah. Uh, you know, the love was still so strong and there was still so much understanding of like, you know, I had to be like, man, I have to like learn how to do this. I actually learn have to learn how to like be a dad full time because I'm usually just like pop in dad where I'm like, hey, I haven't been home in three weeks. Like, how's everybody doing? Man, you've gotten Big Mac. <laughs> Let me, you know, like, fuck, you're huge. You know, like Rizzo, you you have teeth now. Like, you know, and and um, it's been a really beautiful, very trying, uh, hard time, you know, and 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 it's like I always like. It's um, I don't even know where I'm going. It's very, life, life, life on life's terms. You well, know? It, <laughs> it's just like <laughs> yeah, especially when like your whole business, you know, to to think about your job and like this sort of empire that you've been building. It's basically 
and I mean this in all loving admiration, it's built off like the gregariousness and the excitement of a single person. And I feel like what's it's got to be a challenge is when you look at companies that are a service or a specific product, in a lot of ways, they're like, cool, we're going to scale by just scaling this product. But you are a human. You know, I mean, mm. it's like, it's mm. more Maddie for everyone yeah. and and everyone wants you know, you to be, because it was before we started recording, I was like, I wonder which Maddie I'm going to get. Am I going to like, is he going to be like chill and normal? Or is he going to be like screaming at this? And this is the real Maddie, <laughs> you know, you're getting the real Maddie. I'm in my office. I, I'm having a meeting with uh, new partners about structuring out uh, joint ventures on this other uh, restaurant concept. Hey and, you know, I'm in the middle of uh, doing a lot of different things. And, you know, like, it is just like, this is, this is me. Like, that's the thing is like, um, this is, uh, the thing that I think is is what I'm trying to, yeah, it, it, I'm trying to figure it yeah. out. You know, I'm I, I am trying to like, you know, I want to, you know, I'm building this new YouTube kind of studio thing where I can do different types of shows uh, in it where it's one space, but I can have one that's more like technical, one that's more homey, and um, there's constant like. Um, I it, it, it it's I don't the thing too is like I don't know <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to do either right and I think that's kind of the magic of of what I kind of do right like there there isn't really a, a master plan it's like very like I think it's like one of those things I think two tone on the pod he said just yesterday he's like you're like jazz like he's just like he's like you are the <laughs> yeah and he just it was just like dude this is like it ain't like he's like I'm amazed that you make money at what you do, but it's like he's like I have no idea what you do, and, and I'm just like well I don't know I'm like I write like and and that's the thing is and I also find a lot of times that a lot of people are like you're crazy and they use this word and when I go into meetings with with um you know uh, TV people or other things they're like you know it, it's, I'm I'm risky or I'm I'm crazy or I'm I'm these different types of things I'm like have you ever seen a crazy person I don't know if I'm crazy um I I I'm just I'm I'm sometimes I yell or squawk or I'm more of like a squawker <laughs> than like a crazy person and I think I'm really my brain is kind of disjointed. And when I see piece of broccoli, I maybe think about uh, I, when I used to do drugs and I wanted to like shove broccoli in my ass. I don't know. Like, <laughs> and then I'm able to articulate me putting broccoli in my ass high on cocaine when I'm cooking broccoli at home. And I'm able to just tell that thing. And I'm like, I think it's just like a thing where everyone thinks that they're my buddy. There, and I think that's, that's the thing. And I think everyone. Uh, and I'm able to be like, okay, I'll be your fucking buddy if you keep buying my cast iron pan, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it, 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 it's, um, I, I, I really find it's, it's really interesting because, um, that's the thing is like I think I've put my entire life on online, mm -hmm. um, and I never really thought about it. And then when, when I guess, um, the popularity or like the fame or whatever this shit is kind of came it's just like i kind of stayed the same and i'm like you know i still have i live in a small town now and i still do the same kind of things that i've always done i still wear shitty shirts i still kind of stink and not wear be uh you know deodorant and i'm still like this like weird punk person that's just like 
what is happening. I've made this like giant mess around me and the, somehow the mess has been able to like, you know, make my, my life a little bit easier financially, but it's, it's still like this like weird pig pen mess, well, you know? So first off, thanks for sharing that. But there's, there's two things that I kind of see throughout this. One is like, you've been able to scale yourself. And by the way, this is not a business podcast. So if, if I sound like I'm talking about yeah, business, talk about whatever. I'm, I'm don't <laughs> believe it, but like, I love business. <laughs> well, love business. you've you've scaled yourself in a sense like right now when you think about every brand, right? Every single company, every single thing, people want some person to attach themselves to, right? Like s- people want something mm-hmm. to connect with, something that's deeper, more tangible. And so, you know, that turns into more pressure on you in the sense that, yeah, everyone thinks you're their friend. Um, like it, I, I always like joke about like I hate the Dave Matthews band, but everyone loved – Dave, like I'm air quoting there. People are like, dude, you're gonna go see Dave? We're all hanging out with Dave. We're listening. Right, it's right. like Jerry Garcia yeah, too. Like everyone was like, I feel this You're fucking mayor. Yeah, now it's crazy. Well, and in, in, in that and when that happens, it's cool in the sense that like you can just open up more of your world, and you can, you know, I mean, I've watched your videos for years and watched the Vice stuff. I've listened to the shows, I bought the books, all those things. Like I've I'm fully baptized in in Maddie Inc. <laughs> but from that, right on. there's all this stuff that I've like picked up on that I'm like, man, I was like, this guy's gotta basically like just there's no place to hide. There's no peace and quiet. Like there's, you know, it's like, well, I'm learning about his workouts. I'm learning about his, you know, his life of sobriety. I'm learning about his cooking. And it's just like so many onion layers that I feel like people want to connect with on you that I imagine it's got to be pretty taxing. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, I appreciate your support. <laughs> first of all, that's really sweet of you. Um, but yeah, like it is uh, one of those things that it is a, um, it's as taxing as you make it. Right. And I think I'm just like really good. Maybe I'm a sociopath or something, but like, I'm really like, I, I don't listen to the crowd and I don't believe the trolls either. So it's just like, I don't, I, I kind of live in the middle where I'm like, I don't, I don't read the praise and I don't read the negativity. Right. I always just kind of like, and just recently I heard like, like just think up until what, three months ago, maybe two months ago, I did all the social media. Did you really? I, re- I ran all my social media. Actually, <laughs> so so I at one point I was like, I got like fucking eight accounts. I'm like, this is yeah, fucked. there's five of and which I'm I like, know of. <laughs> yeah, this is like, man, I got a farm one, I oh, got farm one. you know, restaurants one, I got like all this other shit. I'm just like, well, we still run the farm one because we want it to be kind of different, a different kind of aspect and like a very natural thing. So, me and Keenan run that, but I hired like a social media, uh, Danielle, and she's she's like it's been such an interesting thing and now i don't i have a weekly meeting about what i kind of want to see and what i want to do and that's it and i like i write out some captions i spend like a day send them to her she writes out some captions and and that's the thing like we wanted to have um i want my instagram like this is a funny thing but it's just like you know we started maddie's world yeah. rules so we can have like I still am like cool. 
<laughs> in my head. So I find some things fucking really cringy. Like I don't want my, ins my Instagram is mine. I'm so kind of selfish with it. And I want my Instagram to just be like me. And then I was like, I want something that's like way more like fun for fans. Like fans are fucking thirsty for stuff and they want, and they want stuff. And I'm like, I just want my Instagram to be like me. I'm going to post about some stuff if I post about it, but I need a thing that like, I want a thing that's like a, a, a place just for fans to kind of be like, I love his mustaches. Oh my God. Like what hats he wearing? Like people are fucked. So it's just like. Or, or they're not fucked. They're just actually stoked. So I, I, you know, like in my brain, they're fucked, but really they're stoked. They're, they're, they're highly yeah, engaged. Yeah, I understand. So yeah. I'm trying to get, so I'm just trying to give them a place to go to be engaged and be like, Hey, here's the thing that's like all about Maddie. And if you want to be about all about Maddie, go over to Maddie's world rules, Maddie full time. <laughs> and, and, and I think it's just like, I'm, I don't think about social media as much because I have a person and I, I like took all the accounts off my phone. There and you even go. Like, and so like, it, it's an interesting thing where it's just like, I'm all over social media. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's constant. It is, it is constant. I don't really do social media anymore now. And it's a funny kind of thing where it's just like, um, that's the thing is like, I just want to think of the ideas and stuff and then like be like, what do you need from me? I'll spend like an hour, like do a couple stupid videos and blah, 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 blahs. And then, and then on my own page, I can just be like me. I'm trying to just be like more like me and stuff. But it's, it's, it's like, who fucking cares? We're all fucking going down the pipe. So it's just <laughs> like, it, 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 it's like one of those things where I'm just like, it, 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 we're in this, you know, this, 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 this like, fucking you know vita prep filled with fucking diarrhea and it's just on like fucking 10 just like whizzing around buzzing us all up so i don't even know who even cares you know like it's a wild thing for people to um <laughs> to be caring about what the fuck i'm doing i find sometimes well, so it's interesting <laughs> i have i have a buddy who um has been he's like a he's kind of like mordecai rubenstein he's like mr mort but he all he does uh, is like write research papers on it and he's okay. a good friend but he's fucking weird um and anyway he was asking right. me, he's like you know he's like the future of brands and how businesses and i'm just like all right man like just like to figure out something else and um i had told him about just a dash because we're also like big mm. fans of tim and eric and nathan for you and like just the you know the the sort of like ridiculous style humor and it, he basically is writing this like Harvard thesis on uh, like what he calls, I think, like inner layer. Uh, fuck, he's going to be so pissed that I'm putting him on blast, whatever, of like inner layer um, content. Okay. And in the sense that like, mm. so for example, Just a Dash is a cooking show, right? But there's like a lot of subplots going on. Like what's happening with cameraman? What's happening with with Maddie constantly like trying to figure out like who he is? What's happening? Like, and in a weird way, like you guys absolutely nailed it on that show. Into which that there's conspiracy theories about your show on Reddit. There are um, like a gajillion other like little subplots, and you now have characters on a cooking show that people want to know like what they're mm -hmm. doing when they're not on camera. Yeah, thank you. Um, once again, it's like I've never, I've never even been on Reddit. Yeah, well, you're not um, missing anything. I'm like the least. Yeah, it's like, dude, it, it's a crazy thing. I've never seen like the Eric Andre show. I've never seen like besides clips. 
I'm I don't take in, and this is the thing that if you listen to PTA, yeah. I don't know anything. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a massive narcissist. The only thing I know about is like punk music and you know, and like myself okay. and my businesses. And I don't watch, like, I don't watch TV. I never was into, and it's so funny because now I'm friends with, I'm really good buddies with Eric Andre. Yeah. I'm really good friends with Eric Wareheim. I'm good friends with like all these people. And I, 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 the thing too is like all of my friends, you know, in the, the early 2000s, you know, you'd be at a house party and just Tim and Eric would be on, right? And I was such a fucking crazed partier that like, I was like, you're watching television in a part like why aren't we doing cocaine off this toilet bowl? <laughs> you know, like what do you what do you, what do you guys you guys are watching you guys are lames. Why are you watching any kind of TV and why aren't you the thing? Why can't you am- amuse yourself? I've always been like, why can't you amuse yourself? Okay. And and it's one of those things where I was just like, I've always hated um watching tele I think watching television is like the lamest thing ever. So it's just like I don't watch YouTube, I don't watch TV, I watch movies. Um, that's it. And I'm just like, even trying to watch a TV series like kills me. And it's just like, like I've never seen The Wire. I never watched, I never watched any of Bourdain's stuff. I never watched, um, cause I, I, the Bourdain thing was, I was always so afraid. Like if I ever met him, I'd fucking be a kook. So I was just like, I can't ever watch this cause I don't ever want to meet him and like slip and be like, I like your show. <laughs> I just wanted to meet him and be like, you know, like I just never wanted to have that experience. And then I never did meet him, but you know, I was so afraid that I would like punish him, you know, that I was just like, I can't ever watch a show. And I still like, I've watched the Montreal episode and the Copenhagen episode, but, um, that was it. But it's like one of those things where I try and I was so afraid when I first started making, like when, like when I made the cheeseburger video with vice, mm-hmm. I, um, you know, it was just one of those things where, um, when they first did food, when they first did the first munchies with Chang, mm-hmm. I was like, "Sick, Vice is finally doing food. Interesting. Maybe I will have something to reciprocate with them, because I was such a big fan, and I lived that lifestyle. And uh, when Vice had stores, the Vice store in Toronto was across the street from my the bistro I worked at. So I became friends with all the Canadian Vice guys." And, and, you know, I'd go to the parties and do drugs and party and whatever. I was a part of that, you know, that vice crew in Toronto. Um, and then their office was in Parkdale and then my restaurants were in Parkdale. And like, we were always, you know, like, it was like, we were always in, even at like when I was 26 and I was like at Odd Fellows, I had a restaurant when I, I opened my first restaurant when I was 26. And I remember we, we switched out, um, we switched out. We gave them a Christmas party and we got a full page ad of whatever we wanted for free in Vice Canada in the because the publications had different ad, yeah. ads uh, for US and, and Canada. And so I got a tattoo um, on my ass of a pig fucking uh, <laughs> uh, or a beaver, a beaver fucking a pig. And, it, and we got, wrote Oddfellows underneath it. And that was our restaurant, uh, you know, whatever, uh, 12 years ago. Um and the the ad for our restaurant, and we didn't shave my ass, and I got a hairy ass, and so we just th- my buddy Dan like tattooed this fucking beaver fucking a pig, and it was bloody. We didn't wipe it or anything, and it was just that was the ad for our restaurant. In this vice was just this hairy. You couldn't really tell it was an ass, but it was just this hairy bloody beaver and a pig fucking, and it said Odd Fellows, and that was our ad for for our <laughs> restaurant. You know, and so 
it was like, that was like such a massive thing for me to finally have something, you know, like I was such a huge fan of, you know, all that kind of that Lower East Side, New York, East Village kind of vibe and like everything that McGinley and that whole Iraq, like everything that they had going was just like, to me was like the coolest thing in the world coming from a small town. I was like, I, I identified with that energy so, so much. And, and then finally being able to have a burger video, I didn't even know what it was. I didn't, I never thought about being on television, Food Network. Like the only option was like Ina Garten and Jamie Oliver, you know, Jamie, Jamie's the homie, but it's still just like, it, it's one of those things where it, it is, um, there was no, there was no space for somebody like me. There was no anything. So when I made that video, there was no context of like, I wanted to be like this, or I was going to be like this, right. or like, there was no, there Nothing was no Darby yourself. crash. Yeah. yeah, there was no, there was no, there was no Darby crash to be like, I'm going to be like Darby or, you know, like, or it's just like, you know, I want to be like HR, like what front man, there you or go. who do you want to be well, like, or, yeah. you know, like, well, that's the thing. It's like, who do you, who, I had no person to, to no guiding light, no, ins literally no inspiration. I knew who I didn't want to be like, but it was just like, I never even would have thought of that. I was just like, I'm going to go make a cheese. And I made it. And if you watch those first couple of videos, I don't yell. I don't do anything. I'm like this. Actually, if you watch those videos, I, I talk with a low voice like this and I'm just like, Hey, well, my voice isn't low, but I'm like, I'm just like, Hey, like this is how you make a cheeseburger. Da, 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 and I'm like, spill things. And at the evolution of like turning it from a character, from a non-character person being like actually Maddie to a caricature of yourself is most people's nightmare, right? It is like when you find that's like the, that, that, that moment in time where you're like, I've become a caricature of yourself. Whereas it's like, I became a character of myself. And I'm like, okay, I yell. Okay. Get fucked. It's okay. I can yeah. deal with that, you know? And, and just a dash was and still is unproduced there's no meetings there's no writers there's no anything it is every single idea is out of we, we 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 lock ourselves in my house for six days and we shoot 12 episodes and that's it and that's the magic there's no pre amble there's no we want to make this season bigger there's no like how are we going to do this better there's nothing there's not a fucking email sent it's just show up we're cooking and that's whatever happens happens and that is the that is i got hats downstairs put it on okay we got a bunch of hats now i'm yelling like a cowboy that's yeah. it and what you're watching and i don't think people really realize and i don't know if i get enough credit <laughs> is that that is 100% improv, the entire thing. And it comes down to editing with APOW and Tort. Yeah. And, you know, Tort is the guy you never actually see. So Tort is like my partner pretty much. Uh, and we're going to become, like we, we're, we're trying to figure out how to start a production because we make Eat Out America, you know, with Benny Blanco. And now I'm like, fuck it. We, we have a style, yes. I think. You know, like we have a style, we have a voice, and we, we make TV for YouTube. Which is a crazy thing. Like, you know, um, just a dash isn't the thing too is when we were like, let's make a show, let's make a fucking show where we don't have to send an email, where we don't have a produce like what's the punkest thing we can do? And it's I'm just like, just show up. Show up. You got all the equipment, I got the ideas. 
what am I cooking? Does it matter? <laughs> like, why does it matter? What does it matter if I'm making fucking chimichangas or I'm making Szechuan chili fish or I'm making fucking pot au Like on the first season, I cooked like eight soups. I'm like, why am I making soups? And I was like, I guess I was making soups because I didn't think about it, right? But that's a funny thing. And I think it's just like a pure thing. And I wanted it to be that. we want. I was just like, when, when I left Vice and I had the, that, that, that moment where, you know, go to LA, get some meetings. I'm fu- I got an agent. I'm fucking, you know, I'm go to Netflix and make some decks, a couple of decks. <laughs> and you got some decks and check out this deck. Here's a concept. Here's a docu style. Here's a, here's a scripted and here's a fucking children's show. Like, fuck, here's a couple decks. Let's go to LA. And, and it, it's just like, people don't really care, you know? And it's just like, you're having meetings with people that just came from a meeting and they were like, you need to find purple and you need to find 675. And you walk in the room and you're like, I got orange at 342. And you're like, sorry, that doesn't work, you know? And, and there's always like this thing where it's just like, they're, whoever you're pitching to is coming from a meeting where they're saying, we need to find this. And they can't tell you what to fucking give them. So it's just like, because that's the game. You got to fucking add the number and the color up, right? So it's just like, I think that, um, you know, I got frustrated and and I took my like my my life savings, <laughs> which isn't that much money. And and I was just like, hey, I'm going to make my own TV show. Fuck everybody. And then that's just a dash, you know? And I was just like, I don't want a director. I don't want a producer. I don't want a fucking anybody. So basically, me. so, you know, you're saying, <laughs> so you're, you're saying just a dash was the response to just a, just just a dash was a response to trying to please other people right when i really kind of realized um you know and i was just like it's not that difficult people like me for being me i'm just gonna make a show and not think well about and here here's the thing that i think makes what you do an order of magnitude above anything else that's happening out there is you embrace imperfection. And in a time right now in a world where everything that we see is about being something that we're aspiring to be, you make it completely okay and normal to just be who you are. And I think that's something that you offer every single person that people really don't understand that that's what they're in love with. Because like, yes, do you have cool style? Do you have good taste? Do you have like, yeah, all that stuff, check, check, check. But that stuff exists in a lot of other places with, you know, with no offense at all. But like what you do offer Mm. that no one else really does is you come as you are and you exist in in a state where, especially now, where people are so focused on trying to be presentable and being who, what the world thinks they want to be, that they're so tired of it that they're just like, look, this is, this is who I am. Look, like, do you want to know the truth? I had to use the bathroom three times before we started this recording. Like, I, you know, I got my basement just flooded this weekend. Uh, my wife and I got into a fight. Like, you know, what all that stuff. And you embrace that stuff and wear it on your sleeve. And but you're on this other level. So people are like, oh, Maddie's that? Oh my God, I feel so much better. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, it's it's very I'm I'm the coolest. I'm the coolest okay? <laughs> But that's the thing. I think it's just an interesting, like, um, I think I've just never unwavered. Right. You know, and I've, I've always been in a position where I always say I allow people to give me money. 
you know? Um, I think it's like I'm choosing to take money from fucking Cheetos and doing a thing with Sweetie. <laughs> I'm true, like, like you know, like I'm allowing them to fuck with me. Yeah, you know, um, and I think like that's uh, I'm me, and it's just like, and I'm me. Like when you see like the funniest shit, dude. When I like go on, like when I went on a Jimmy Kimmel and I showed up with nobody. <laughs> and like showed up wearing a hoodie and like a t-shirt and they were just like so like when are you gonna get ready and like how much time do you need hair and makeup and i was just like what and they're just like so do you have like do you have your hand like handler do you have like somebody with you and i was just like what, what do you mean <laughs> like do is my is my mom here like who do you want who's should be here and they're just like well i was just like here i am like, do I need to put on like a suit to cook fucking macaroni with fucking Jimmy Kimmel? Okay, like y'all got it twisted. <laughs> like, I was just like, I'm not putting on a suit. I'm not here to talk about my Oscar fucking nominated movie. I'm here to like cook some fucking rigatoni. <laughs> you know, like it's just like it's a funny thing where it's just like I, I think it really freaks people out because I'm like, like I don't show up with a team. I don't show up with like any like whenever I do stuff, I try to like. I'm like, I'm here. Like, I've agreed to do this. I don't need somebody to do the things like, you know, it's one of those. I'm like, I don't need you to get me water, except I do like, you know, getting water. But do you need to get some water? No, I got I got my water here. Maybe I'll get some more water. See, I was gonna say, where's the Yeti? You got to get that Yeti sponsorship, man. Jeez Louise. There it is. What do you mean? Bingo. But the um. You know, it's one of those things where I think it's just like I, I, I it, it's really unfortunate that being yourself is the hardest thing to do in the world. And it's just like you have all of these arrows coming from you, you know, and, and, and in a world, in a fucking world that wants you to be healthier, sexier, bigger dick, bigger abs, fucking you know, uh, have a house in the city, have a fucking cool thing out in the country. You got a fucking 95 uh, long wheelbase Range Rover. Like, what What do you need? Like, how many tumblers can we look at to figure out what the fuck is cool or what we need? <laughs> and like, fucking, you got fucking, uh, you know, Kylie Jenner saving the world with Pepsi. And it's just like, it, the whole thing is just like, it, it, it's... It's just an interesting thing where it's just like, man, can't we just be ourselves? And like, you know how many people are more like, you're so original. You're so original. Every, literally everybody. And if you were able to be yourself and and to tell your story and to to, you know, like everyone, everyone's got an Oscar winning story in them, you know, and that's the thing that it's just like I'm able to. I'm not afraid of the blemishes. I'm not afraid that I come from a working class family. I'm not afraid that my mom still serves tables at 65. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not afraid to, 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 you know, I'm, I'm proud of where I come from. I'm proud that my parents are fucking hardworking and my dad's an entrepreneur, which means sometimes he had a business that was going well and sometimes he didn't. And I'm proud. And that's why I do what I fucking do because I'm, 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 I, um, you know, I know what it's like to be cold. I know what it's like to be hungry, you know? Um, and, and it's like, that's where like I come from. And I think it's just like, and I come from a home of massive amount of love and appreciation and understanding. And, and uh, you know, I was taught how to be a good person at a young age, I think, you know? Did you go to church and, or something? And I think, 
Uh, yeah, we, I was, uh, I don't talk about it often, but I definitely was, I was born into Mormonisms. So like, I was like, we were, I'm a pastor's we were, like, kid. Pretty, just that's why I asked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like my dad was like a high deacon in the church. And so like we, we would sit on, you know, like we would go to the bishop's house, you know, every Sunday for dinner and shit like that. And we were tight with that, their family. But it was like we were really deep in into church at a young age. Like I, I, I never missed a, uh, you know, a Sunday service and Sunday school, um, ever until we stopped going. You know, like Why'd there wasn't stop? a Sunday in my life. Well, um, I think my parents are young. I think you know my parents got married when they were sixteen, had my sister when they were sixteen, um, and. Uh, when they moved to they moved to Toronto to go to my dad went to university for to be an engineer, um, dude they got like they got straight up like Mormon like missionaries knocked on the door. My dad's like a conversationalist. Oh. He was like, "Come on in, you know, like come on in, like let's talk." Sure, why sure. not? You know, we're living they're from the Maritimes, living in a big city. Come in, sure. Why don't we talk? You seem yeah. nice. Like my dad's that person. My dad, like we, you know, we never locked our doors at our house growing up, you know, kind of house. We had like, you know, like all of our friends could come over. We had an open door policy. Like all of our friends could come over at any time. Like our house was that house, you know? Um, and uh when we moved to Ontario from from Nova Scotia, um the congregation or like the church was very weak. It wasn't like where we were going, we were going to church and in, in we, we were living in Dartmouth and we went to church in Cole Harbor. Mm -hmm. So in Cole, it was like every Sunday was like Super Bowl. <laughs> like every, it was like packed house every fucking Sunday. It was big fellowship, big community. Um, you know, it was very, it was just our lives. Um, and and then when we moved to Ontario, there was nothing. We'd go to church, there'd be like four families. Mm. And it was like in a, and it was in like a strip mall. <laughs> you know, it was just like this it was this like little thing that I, we were just like, what is like we were like, is this what is this? And I think my parents probably just I don't even talk to them about it because I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, let's go. I don't gotta go to church no more. Like, let's fucking rip. So, you know, I think it was just like I think my parents' life life became probably pretty heavy with like by the time we got there we were in like grade five mm -hmm. so then by the time i was in grade five and then by i guess like you know i was like 12 by the time we stopped going mm -hmm. um and and then you know we were teenagers and they were older and they could you know i think it was about that community and family and like you know there's three boys and one girl in my family and you know we're a bunch of uh, you know, me and my brothers weren't like great kids, you know, we were psychopaths, <laughs> even being in the church, you know, but it was like one of those things that I never knew. I never thought that I'd always be in the church. Like I knew at a young age, it's so crazy. I knew at a young age that I never wanted to, um, I never wanted to go on a mission. You know, right. I never wanted to go. I had those like, um, it wasn't in me. God was not in me. Um, it was, it was one of those things that I questioned a lot of things at a young age and I didn't understand. And, 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 you know, there's three levels of heaven in the Mormon in yeah. church and there's like the fucking celestial and the fucking whatever the fuck. <laughs> and, and it, I, I was a klepto as a kid. Like I was just like stealing, you know, chocolate bars or a dinky car or like a right. thing or, you know, like I was, I, I was, I was, I was stealing stuff at a young age, 
You know, I remember stealing things like in grade four and just like being like that guy who like, like wanted things and I couldn't afford things. And like, I would go to a store and be like, Hey, like, can I get that? And it was, I never got it. I got a present like at Christmas and on my birthday, right. you know? Um, so it was, it was, um, and I wanted, like it was, and I, the thing that really twisted me up was like knowing my parents were like this, but they were like members of the community. They were members of the right. church, you know, like he was like a, a high deacon or whatever the fuck it was. But the fucking, um, I knew the way that I lived my life was unrighteous because I was a, a, a thief. And at a young age, I was like, well, I'm not spending eternity with my family. So what the fuck? Whoa. You know, like, let's like I had this whole thing where I was like, well, when I die, I'm not going to be with mom and dad because they're up in the fucking celestial kingdom. And and so I had that 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 weird thing where I just started questioning, why would there be a thing where I couldn't be in a, the same level as my parents. There's something wrong with that. There's something that like, do, that doesn't add up. Mm. That there can be like a certain level of goodness where I'm like, I'm not killing it. If I steal this dinky car, it means I can't be in fucking, up in the fucking big old big boy fucking <laughs> penthouse. I gotta be down here in the slums, but I'm still in heaven? Like this is shit. So I don't know. Like it's one of those things where it's just like, and I was so young that I don't really retain too much of it, obviously. Sure. But I just remember... Uh, you know, uh, pfft, not really giving a fuck, you know, at a very young age. And then like, you know, I went from that and then like, you know, finding punk music at a young age, I was just like, went head deep into that and that subgenre and community. So, you know, I've always been a community yeah. person. I've always been a, there it is. I've always been a part of something, you know, like I've always been like, I like the people I like, I like, I like, I'm not a loner, you know, I like, um, I like being surrounded by like-minded people. I, you know, I like being, you know, I like questioning things. I like saying, fuck you. This punk like is a say- church. I mean, all like, you know, all the stuff you're saying, like you kept saying community, which is, yeah, it's exactly right. Like, I mean, we came, my family, we came from a church where like my dad, you know, we didn't have a ton and my dad was in a band and toured a ton when he was younger. And then eventually, um, you know, ended up working at this church and like starting this church, which like turned into this like super church. And like my entire like adolescent life was being in this church. I mean, it was like Wednesday night youth group. And then we'd go into the high school and we'd set up for the church and I'd be cleaning kids toys. And then, you know, like everything was church, church, church. And I was like, this is bogus. Like, this is ridiculous. And then especially now when like, I think I wrestle with what you know my dad's had parkinson's for 26 years now and like can't really talk and just is like a vegetable but he you know people at Mm. the church will be like man russ kirkland really did so much for this church i'm like well where the fuck are you man like you're driving your land rover and you're doing like like why don't you go sit with my dad like why don't you if this is your hero you know and you're so proud of this like where are you you know and like that's that's heavy shit that like I'll be honest with you I I didn't anticipate me sharing but like <laughs> no people show yeah. up right like give and take like what's the reciprocal yeah. you know it takes a lot to show up for somebody in any capacity yeah um and and you know you see it all the time and during this pandemic I think is a perfect thing it's it's let the sand sift through. And, you know, you're left with the good ones and the people that, you know, it just left, 
I think this thing has really taught a lot of people how to have some fucking empathy. And at the same time, they don't need, you don't need to hang out with everybody and everyone isn't your best mm. friend and everyone isn't there for you. And, and, you know, all those, you know, Oprah isms about, <laughs> you know, energy and who you want to spend your time with is it's real in a set. Like, you know, it doesn't have to come from that. It just, that's your feeling. You like somebody's a fucking, you know, a, psychic vampire like soul sucker then this is like you know you need to hopefully have the self-esteem to set up some boundaries and just be like yo like you're not a part of this you know and it's just like i don't want to be a part of what you're doing i don't want to be a part of what like you're about and you know i'm gonna keep doing what i'm doing and you keep what you're doing what you're doing you know and i think it's an interesting thing to see who shows up at certain times and who doesn't and it's it's i'm always you know amazed and i think it's such a beautiful thing to see like fuck you know i've known you for 20 years and you are extremely consistent at checking in on me you know and and i have the people that i check in on and i think it's like one of those things that it's just like it is it's 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 so easy to say you know russ was 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 such a fucking anchor and then, and then, uh, you know, it's a lot different to go over and like read them some fucking hip reader, yeah. you know, and, and, and sit there and, you know, just be there and like, you know, watch old baseball game or something, or, you know, like it is one of those things where it's just like an hour could change somebody's fucking week. An hour could change somebody's fucking year. Yeah. And I think, um, it takes a lot to think of that. And then to put that into action, it, you know, people are such narcissists, you know, it is, um. It is one of those things. Yeah. You got to work on. You got to work on it like anything. Every anything worthwhile is hard work. Yeah. Damn. Remember turning 30 how crushed you were? Yeah. I was like so I was so I was so bummed when I hit 26. I remember my 26th birthday, I was like I'm dust. I'm like I was so angry and like so obsessed i was so so much ego back then of being punk and like being cool and like just like there was so much around and i was like i'm old like the second i hit 26 i was like fuck this i was like this is i'm such a loser (laughs) it's such a funny thing now i'm like and now i'm like 39 i'm like 39 and i'm just like i'm literally like at 40 am i still like in my brain i'm like am i still doing this at 40 i'm like and i'm like of course am i still gonna like do stupid things with my hair at 40. I'm like, I think I'm gonna, I guess I'm just like one of those like real life freaks that is just kind of like, whatever, man. Like, I guess I'm going to be like, you know, dressing like Cindy Lauper when I'm like 60 years old or something. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, that's the best part of life is growing old. I think so. And I, I, I was talking about it with Trish the other day, we were getting an argument and I was like, you know, what's funny. <laughs> I was just like, we're like, whatever, arguing about some shit. And I was just like, yo, no matter what, all I still want to do is like be old as fuck with you, you know? And I was just like, all this shit, I was just like, the good's always going to weigh out, outweigh the bad. So it, us arguing about this bullshit right now, yeah. like we got to can it. Like, let's like, let's shut it down. And like, let's just fucking like, man, let's just get old, get these kids out of the house. And like, you know, we got, we got 18 years. We have 18 years until the youngest is out. Cause I'm like a firm believer. Like as soon as you're 18, you're out of the there house. Cause I'm just like, you gotta go live. Well, you just gotta live your life. Yeah. I feel like if you don't leave at 18, you're kind of toast. I feel like you just got to kind of be like 18 years. You figured it out. 18 years. You figured it out. A fucking antelope. You got six <laughs> minutes and then you got to fucking 
fucking hyena pack trying to eat you, you know? Like, come on, you got 18 years with the fucking Xboxes and the toys and the Christmases and the vacations? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, you know? Yeah, I left it. I left like, it at 19 and I and I went to move to New York, but I tried to leave at 18 and move to London, except I got the London bombings happening and then I got stopped and strip searched. And uh, I also told the immigration that I was planning on moving there. And they were like, well, what are you going to do for a job? And I was like, I'm just here to play music, man. And they were like, yeah, sit down, buddy. So that's how I got to New York. Like, have you ever heard of the Beatles? Yeah, Comment. I was like, I have Coming a guitar. I was like, I, I play shows in, in St. Louis and in Chicago. We play to a lot of people. I was like, have you ever heard of Death Cab for Cutie? We just opened for them. <laughs> yeah. The um, It's so funny. I'm doing a um, like a podcast type thing on Friday with Jim Ward from like at the drive-in and Sparta and like all that. Like it's so funny. Like this, this whole world, it's such a funny thing like – the people that you meet and reach out like a friend of a friend. I got a buddy who's friends with him and he's just like, Hey, like Jim Ward wants to like put you on his like podcast. And I was like, who's, who's Jim Ward. And then he's like, dude, the guy from like at the drive-in. And I was just like, Oh, cool. And he's like, yeah, not the guy with the big Afro, like yeah, the, not other Omar guy, the guy who like wrote yeah. all the music. <laughs> yeah. Not Omar Rodriguez, <laughs> Jim Ward. Um, the other guy from El Paso. Are they from El Paso? Where are they know. from? They're from, they're from maybe whatever. They're somewhere in Texas. But the the, the um, but it's so funny, like the people that you meet and the people that like, it's it, it's a funny that that's the funniest thing is like, you can literally reach out to anybody now during this pandemic. Like everyone you can get, like you can reach out to anybody, and even like like Chris Chris like him just being like, hey, my homie wants you to go on his podcast. I'm like, okay. Like, I don't look at, I don't Google you. I don't like doing, I like saw you on Instagram. I was like, I'll follow this guy. He looked cool. <laughs> and I was just like, he's always Chris. Chris is like a tough, tough audience. So I was just like, he, he's obviously not a dud. <laughs> so I was just like, that's cool. And like, that's like, that's my, 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 my border patrol. I was like, ah, cool. And it's just like anybody, like, it's such a cool, I think it's a nice thing. It's like leveling the playing field a little bit in a weird way. And it's just like, you know, Travis Barker's dating Courtney Kardashian. And then I was like trying to figure out, I was like, how do we get Travis Barker on the podcast? I feel like, and then I was like, if we get him on, do you think Courtney will show up and like walk in the background of when he's zooming us on the podcast? And I was just like thinking about, you know, ridiculous things like that. And I was like, two-tone, you obviously know Travis Barker somehow. I was like, you, you know, famous stars and straps, born yeah, and raised. Exactly. How have you guys not collabed? You know, it, it's just like the funny thing where I was just like, it's always like a thing. Someone should start a podcast and just see like who the biggest get is always. Like, who can you get? Who well, the, get? the pandemic, like, especially thing. now because there are no in-person press tours. And it's funny because for me, like, all like I've been doing this podcast for like five years or so and we it you know it didn't really I didn't really start living off of it or doing it more until like the past couple of years but we I was always like there's no uh like all interviews got to be in person I care about the intimacy like I thought it was some like highbrow bullshit mm. and now that everything's remote and everything we did this past season was remote we're like, well, I guess that's going to happen. But because of that, now like press people are like reaching out to us because they're like, oh, well, like you guys appear to be legit and you've been around long enough and, you know, et cetera. And I think like that's a, it's so funny. The funniest thing during this whole thing was just like watching late night. Like that's the best. That, I was just like when I was just like, wait, this is how it is. And this is it's continuing to be like this is the level of late night now. 
Like that was the thing where I was just like, this is real. I was like, they're for real just at their house Mm -hmm. with like some lighting, maybe like a tech person. And like, that's it. I was like, wow. I was like, the biggest companies in the world are still like, don't know how to figure it out. Even like when we, we thought it was like crazy. Cause we we're like, everyone's doing these. Remember dude, at the beginning when everyone was just doing IG, lives, yes, everyone's just like, I'm a, like, I like I, when IG lives was like a thing. And everyone's like, people were doing like comedy tours. And like, I was even like, I'm going to do like, cause I had a, I had a three month book tour, like world tour. I had a world tour booked three months straight of, of, for my yeah. book. And I was going to do this crazy thing. I had this whole thing planned. And and that got canned, obviously. Um, and and then we were like, let's do a virtual thing. I was like, I'm not, dude, I'm out. I was just like, this whole thing is so dust. It, it was just like, I would just wait. But it, it, it's one of those interesting things that it was, because as soon as I saw that thing where I was just like, if that's what they're doing, then I like, I have the tech to do yeah. that. And, but the craziest thing was like the, a moment where we thought we were going to like flip the internet on its head with like our, with our podcast was when I was just like, I'm buying a green screen. And instead of having a zoom, instead of it looking like a zoom, it's going to just look like a janky weird green screen. And I'm going to still be there in person two tone. And I had that idea and we set up this like green screen and like uh, in my barn, I have these two like shitty horse stables. So the first episodes are like me, like sweating it with a green screen sitting in like a horse stable. (laughs) And it's like, I thought we were going to like break the internet where like everyone was, just, it was just zooms. It was just zooms like Jesus and Miro. Like everybody's still yeah. just like this. This is the format right now. This is the exact same format that anyone would be using at any level. And that's the thing where it's just like, who's getting the attention. And like, it, it, once again, it's just leveling the playing field. It, it, it's kind of a gold rush, you know, like in a weird sense, like it's, it's a free for all. If you want to climb the mountain, it's right here. Just grab the rope. You got a sickle or whatever the fucking <laughs> your little hammer or whatever you got. Because I'm like, this is, this is it. This, the competition is this, yeah. you know, like, the, and, and it's like a wild kind of thing that I'm kind of realizing. It's just like, how much attention can you draw and, and can you, you retain it? And can you make people fucking, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's just an interesting thing where I was just like, fuck, everyone is like on their knees, you know? And, and, and it was a really kind of like, there's so much solidarity in that almost too. Yeah. Like, you know, there, it, 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 it's an interesting thing where it's just like, everyone is so crushed that it, it's just like, we just, you know, I don't know. It, it's just such a wild, it's such a wild thing. Like we're just learning. We're like, there's like, uh, you know, a, uh, a war going on and, and Bezos is the warlord and, and Trump was just a decoy. And Oh, for sure. Like, this is all, Dude, the Netflix documentaries that are going to come out, I'm uh, there's uh, there's going to be a lot of them about what's really happening. I watched like I watched The Big Short and it, it was just like I've seen it before, but then I'm watching it, I'm like, but this is happening in everything. And I was just like all that GameStop stuff and whatever and like I'm like I don't care. I don't invest. Uh no, it's it's funny cuz like you look at all the production stuff that's happening. Like for us, we had all these people like, we want like, you guys got to do video. You guys got to do video. And I was like, fine, fuck it. So we got like a couple SLR cameras. We got the stupid mm. little computer adapter things. Like I'm talking to you on an SLR right now with a bunch of bullshit lights and all these things. Right. And then we got a green yeah. screen. And then my older brother who lives here was like, I have like a TV studio that no one uses right now that we can just start doing these things. We're like, well, shit, like, should we just, 
you know, you can go buy a 70 inch screen and you can throw zoom or whatever you want on it and like literally sit at a desk and like, there's your, now you have Jimmy Fallon. Like now you have everything. That's the competition. It's so weird. And now that they're back in the studio, there's no audience and there's no laugh track. (laughs) It's like the crate. It is like watching like Seth Meyers do like a closer look or whatever that thing. It's like, there's no laughs because he's like reading it, knowing where there's laughs and not laughs. And he's like laughing at himself because it's like, it's ridiculous. (laughs) And it's just like, the world's just so fucking trash. It's incredible. Like, it's just like such a funny thing that we like, like the wheels can't stop turning at any cost. Yeah. You know? And it's just like, it's a, it's a funny thing. Cause I was just like, man, we should do like maybe just a lockout on social media. And just like, you know, like, why don't we do like a two week, everyone just turn their social media off for two weeks. That would be the biggest anarchy of, in the entire history of the world. It just, it wouldn't happen because too many people, at at least myself, like I, I unfortunately get my validation off of social media, which is fucking awful. (laughs) Yeah, still, I know. Look, I'll look at it. I, the other day I was watching, I was watching a movie like last night and my friend, she, she was just like, it was like 15 minutes left in the movie. And I never watch movies. I just like look at my phone while watching them. Oh, yeah, it's standard. And yeah, just like till your fucking pinky, you hold your phone like that until your pinky finger just cramps and dies. But it, 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 it's, um, she was like, just don't look at your phone for the last 15 minutes of this movie. I bet you can't. And I was like, I can. I lasted like 30 seconds. And I was like, well, my phone buzzed. And I'm like, I have no notifications on my phone. I have no nothing. But like my phone buzzed just like did this one thing. And I was just like, oh, I grabbed it and looked. And I was just like, yeah, my, I'm a sick, I'm a sick person. I'm a sick person. I'm sick. I'm sick. You know, dude, I, I can't. I've tried to watch it. This is the weirdest thing. I have tried to start watching The Wire like four or five times. Oh. And I can't. Sopranos? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, it's Sopranos because that was like a thing. Like, you know, I think that was like a time I was there for that, I think. And like, I think it, I was still like in high school. So I was like home. Mm-hmm. Like, as soon as I hit college, I stopped watching. Te- like, as soon as I hit college, I was just like in a whole other fucking plane of psychoticness. Yeah. But I think it, it, it was like Sopranos was a massive thing. And just growing up, like, um, it was just so big. You know, Sopranos was like, it was so big. And growing up next to like Buffalo, New York. It was just like one of those things where it was just like you'd walk into any bar and they had like the picture frame pictures of the mm-hmm. like everybody and they'd have like, you know, whoever got killed or snitched or like it was so big everywhere. And Italian culture is so big everywhere, you know, and it was just like, you know, it was such a good thing. You know, it was that 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 show is incredible. I just rewatched True Detective season one and it's wow. like, I'm, that's just that's just like to rewatch a TV show is crazy. During, dude, during, <laughs> during um, the pandemic, my literally my saving grace was I watched every single uh, episode of Veep. And me and uh, Trishy, that was like Veep is genius. I think the funniest show. It smokes Seinfeld so yeah. hard. I think it smokes The Office. It smokes like it, it's it's different. You know, um, it's so fast, so funny, so mean that it's like, it's so good. Those writers, like I follow, what is it, Dave Mendel? I follow him on um, on Instagram 
and it's just like I like like his photos because I'm like maybe he'll see like just the hey there you go like nope. you know like I'm fit I'm 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 fishing, uh you know for them to somehow like that's the thing where I'm like I follow this dude um like the I think he's the main writer and he doesn't have that many followers and it, 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 his Instagram's kind of like you know a Michael Moore documentary but it's like he's he it, it's very political. And uh, which is cool, <laughs> but the fucking I'm like like his shit because I'm like maybe he'll see like me and it'll check out my gram and like maybe he'll like watch just a dash and be like whoa this guy's like you know who writes this and then I'll be like there's no writer it comes from my mind do you want to make a show you know dude, that's like, how I'm, it I'm happens man that's that. the Hollywood game you're in dude I did I the the very first taste of Hollywood I ever had was I got like cold called to be in a Super Bowl internet like commercial with like Wix, like the website, like W-I-X. And it was me and Terrell Owens. (laughs) And I had to teach Terrell Owens how to make apple pie for his new business that he started on Wix, which was like Owens Apple's Pies or something. And it was because the director's kids showed him my pancake video. And I got, and I was like, it was the first time I've ever been like on set in Los. I was like, the 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 set was in like Burbank, and I was like Burbank. I was like Burbank. I only know Burbank because of like Jay yeah. Leno, and I'm like Jay Let. I was like Jay Leno's from Burbank, I think. And I'm just like, you know, like it was like, and I they sent like a car. I had a car that picked me up, and I like stayed at my friend's house at like Echo Park, and I was just like, it was like incredible. Like, and I went on set, and there's like a hundred people, and and I didn't have a script, but everybody else had a script. And it was just like, and it was like, I got staged for, I got so crushed. I was, just, and everyone's like, are you okay? And I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, I usually, I just shoot this with like one camera guy and like, there's 300 people here. And if I make one mistake, it's like, <laughs> like a siren goes off and it's reset. And it's like something out of like, who framed Roger Rabbit, you know? Like, it's like one of those things where it's just like, and I was just like, this is so intimidating. And like, once again, I was just like, I show up by myself and I'm just like, I don't even know what this is. And it was like, it, but I got, it's a funny thing. Google that. Cause it's like a funny thing. I have like, there's all these shots of like me with my shirt off who like Terrell Owens is like the specimen, you know? And then it's just like me. And he's, um, it was pretty funny. He was giving me, it was so funny. He was like giving me like, like workout tips. He's like, you know, you could just do like, you know, do a couple squats and some kettlebell swings and like do these kind of things. Like every day, like he was, giving, he was just like, you know, you need to lose a little bit of weight. Like and I was just like, thanks Terrell. And we, and we actually, by the end of the day, we were like, I had like Terrell Owens' number and I, he would send me like food pictures and all this kind of stuff. And we just drifted away over the years. But it was a funny thing where I was just like, I have no idea who Terrell Owens was. And, you know, it all happens because the director's kids like saw my pancake video. And, um, you know, it's a funny thing. Like the world is just so crazy. So hopefully if anybody's listening that is a part of Veep, you know, like let's make a chef series. You know, I the thing about it is like I live in a world where like I only look at Instagram. So I only see like even like I've never listened to a full podcast in my life. I've never listened. I don't watch any of my own content. I don't fucking watch anything. So it's just like it's so funny because people are like, yo, check this out. Like uh, whatever. What check anything out. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And they're just like, you don't listen to like that podcast. I'm like, when do you listen to podcasts? Really? Like I when like I don't I I I don't because it was so funny like I banned when um 
I banned podcasts from our kitchen at Parts and Labor like eight years ago because I, I walked in there one day and I was like, is everybody in this room being quiet, oh. listening to people talk? <laughs> And I couldn't under and I couldn't understand like I honestly couldn't understand it. And they were listening to like uh, this American Life, and I wow. banned this American Life <laughs> in my kitchen because I was just like, I want you guys to interact with each other. Like I want you guys to be talking to each other and like let's put on like you know put on Sam Cooke, listen to some music. And I was like, this, like I walked and it blew my mind. I was like, what is this? And they're like, this is a it's a podcast. I was like, what the fuck? They're just you're listening to this somebody. Is what is this nineteen? 19- <laughs> Yeah, this is like the 20s? Are we all sitting around a radio listening about like World War One <laughs> happening? Like, what is this? Like, I couldn't believe like it was like one of those things where I still think like podcasts is just like, yeah, no, like I listen. This one is about like how to fix like chainsaws. I li- <laughs> This is my favorite podcast. And you're just like, what? Like, I just don't understand. I don't have... um. Yeah, I don't know. All I listen to is like chime music and just like sit there and like if I'm not doing anything, all I listen to is like LaRaji or like Mary Lattimore. That's all. I'm obsessed with Mary Lattimore. Shout out to Mary Lattimore. What are your top, what are your top three records? Well, that's like right now. It's how about this? I'll tell you, you you go home here. This is, this is, it's a good day. And you, and you go to put some music on. What did you, what are you putting on? To be true. I would always, you know, I'd put on like a Jennifer Castle record. If I really, you know, Jennifer Castle, Little Pink City, um, I'd put on, you know, Deja Vu is always in my top. That's a thing that I can I can rock often and rock often. Um, I've been really into, you know, last got into Laraji like three years ago, and I can't stop. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, just this, the Mary Lattimore and like Meg Baird album that they did together is just banana town. It's like the most beautiful thing. I, I it's like, you know, what am I going to say? Like fucking age of quarrel, you know, it's just like what it, it, it's, 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 uh, you know, it's just not like when I think of like my favorite records of all time, I, I, I never actually think of like hardcore or anything like that. It's just like, you know, think just like on the beach. Or, you know, oh shit! There um, you go. See, you got you got yeah, a very a very loving soft I'm side, and, 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 and yeah, that, I'm 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 just a big old Canadian bag of milk. <laughs> you know, I'm just a softy. That's the thing. Like honestly, like I, I it's just like Japanese fucking you know ambient fuzz like nothingness. It was so funny. I was listening to this record the other day, and my sister walked in. She's like, "This literally sounds like my tinnitus." Or tinnitus, or what is it called? Oh, tinnitus. Like, yeah, yeah. In your ear? <laughs> tinnitus. She's like, "What are you listening to?" And I was just like, "Whatever, get off." Oh, dude, this is the good. Or Wendy, I'm obsessed with Wendy and Carl. Oh. Have you heard Wendy and Carl? No, I haven't. Mm. I'll have to check that out. It's really good. Wendy and Carl's really good. Um, Chai High had a Kayama is really good. He's got like 30 albums that are literally all the exact same. Just like, <laughs> just mood poems. Just like, just, and I got all, like I listen, I'm like, oh, I'm going to listen to like Black Swallow today. And you're just like 38 minutes of just like visceral nothingness. Yeah. It just sounds like you're in a, you're just in a cave with like your foot just got eaten off and you're sitting there and like you're looking at wet rocks above you and you can just hear your heart pounding and like, 
that's it. And there's like just like this one thing of wind coming in, and that's that's what it is, you know. Dude, that's my. I have all this weird background stuff that I like evolved off of that into things of. I now have like Disney Plus National Geographic channel playing in the background. Like, what do you want to know about King Tut right now, man? I got I got all the answers. <laughs> got- yeah, dude. I, I was just like, man. You know, it's crazy. My 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 son Mac. He's going to be five on on the Ides of March, on the March 15th. And um, his favorite movie is Jaws. And I'm just like, I'm so, I'm like, I never saw a PG movie. I was only allowed to watch like G-rated movies being Mormon. And like, I never saw like a PG movie until I was like 13, 14. My son is four. He's literally not even five yet. And this fucking guy. And my, I walk in and like they're just watching Jaws, and I was like, "Is this cool? Is this <laughs> it's the evolution cool? like, of Baby Shark?" Like, so he, <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, so he watches that, and then like when Rizzo gets home from school, we put on Wiggles. You're just like, and this guy, and, Ma- and then Max afraid of like the dark because he thinks sharks are gonna come out of the fucking goddamn curtains. <laughs> I was like, this is parenting, you know. I guess it's just like it's Trish. I, I just leave it up to her. I was like, sure, let him watch whatever. I don't give a fuck. It's going to make him a serial killer? Sure. Yeah, there you go. You know? (laughs) I don't know anymore. I don't even know. You watch The Night Stalker? Dude, who are you? Yeah. That's that's literally the last thing I watched. My wife is obsessed with a lot of the true crime stuff. Murder podcasts all day. Same with Trisha. Dude. Oh, my God. Did you ever listen to... Okay, so sorry. I lied. I've listened to one... I'm going to talk about the one podcast I've listened to. And it was when we were... I was on tour... The first time I I started doing like when I started doing my speaking tour my, um, and um the root of evil, about the Black Dahlia yeah. murder, that can of worms, <laughs> and that's really kind of like that whole podcast is like I don't think Powerful Truth Angels would be Powerful Truth Angels without that podcast because me and Two Tone he lives down the street from that house he lives like off a of fountain in in L A in Los Feliz so it's just like. Anybody that wants to listen to the most insane story of like the family who have to live with like their great, great, great grandfather being the guy who actually was the guy who killed the Black Dahlia is like the wildest podcast I've ever heard. Dude, that's heavy. Uh, my my wife got really into because like, I don't know if you know. Has she heard it? Has oh, yeah. she listened she, to she, it? She did that. And then the other, um, there's one called The Teacher's Pet, which was this Australian Oh, uh, show that was that was basically happening in, in real time, and um, oh my god, and that that was pretty gnarly, and like it was about like some teacher who I don't know like murdered someone or whatever, and then, but I guess what there's a show called My Favorite Murder, and they had always talked about this killer named like the Golden State Killer, who had killed all these people. Patton Oswalt's wife had written this book about it, um, and then basically mm. like. The, the sleuth work of the podcast listeners, including Pat Oswalt's wife and a few of other folks, they found him. They got him. And so, like, I'm serious. They got, and like, and it's tough because the dude was doing his stuff in like the 70s. And, you know, now he's like mm. this frail old, you know, ex murderer. They're like, did you kill these people? And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, you got me. You got me. Yeah, you got me. Yeah. He's like, go look at the duffel bag in the back. It's all the hair dolls. <laughs> You know, it's all the, it's all my trophies. But like, yeah, she's watching that. And then I'm watching like 
That's what's happening weights. in 2020. We're solving crimes. We're actually people are solving crimes through podcasts. Yeah, right. It's incredible. And like, it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, that's that like that's her thing. And then I'm watching like like Sinbad movies or whatever. Like just whatever I can like the most like mind mindless TV shows of old Disney Channel stuff. Um, what are the last? What's the last shirt you bought? Jackie, what's the last shirt I bought? Snapcase. I bought Snapcase. <laughs> hey man, I think I bought a no. I bought Rev. Rev re just put out. Was it Rev? No, it wasn't from Rev. Did you get the American Nightmare hoodie? Nah, 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 nah. I don't need the American Nightmare hoodie. I love those guys, but but um. No, I think who did the fucking thing? I don't know. I ordered. I saw it popped up on like it was like one of those things. Maybe it did come through Rev, but fucking, um, it was yeah. I think they just did like a reboot of like a Snapcase. Oh, movie. there you go. And I got it, and I just was just like I got a soft spot for Snapcase growing because that was like the thing. Like I grew up right in Fort Erie, right across from Buffalo, so it was just like you know going to hardcore shows in Buffalo was like the sickest thing. You know, crossing the border, like starting to go to go. Oh man, getting our parents to drive us to go to hardcore shows and like going to see, you know, fucking Buried Alive and Snapcase every weekend was uh, an incredible thing. Damn. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good, good city to be a part of. You know, Buffalo, I think, is just gets such a raw deal sometimes. Such a great American city. I agree. I think people are just like, that's where the wings are from. And then the worst football teams that get their ass kicked. It's, it's like the most American name too. Just Buffalo. <laughs> it's like the sickest name for a city. It's just like imagine there's like a giraffe, Louisiana. <laughs> it's, it's like it's such a good name, Buffalo. Yeah. I love Buffalo so much. Um, with with PTA and and the show, like I know, like you guys do the show on YouTube, but it's there's video stuff. Do you see yourself ever going to do things like? Um, I don't know if you're familiar with like Tim Heidecker's office hours into which it's, they just show up and they stream and there's, it's just like random. No, I don't know. I, no, I don't see. I don't know. You should, you should check it out if you're not familiar with, with office hours. It's, it's pretty, pretty legit. Yeah. It sounds cool. Like I, I, like, you know, with powerful truth angels, the thing that the thing about that podcast and about we started it with such intentions of making it a almost like a competition of alpha males and of like two friends. Like there's nothing better than like you and your best friend are just being like, I can fucking touch that brick and you run up and you try to jump and touch that brick. And you're like, I can fucking dunk a basketball. I can throw a football further than you. I could fuck better than you. I got more <laughs> girlfriends than you. I can, I can suck my own dick, you know? And it's just like the, all those stupid things. And we wanted to make a podcast about, kind of the triumph of like two idiots just like in this whirlwind of nothingness. And, and um, you know, like it, it, the thing that really does kind of suck is like it wasn't designed as a, we designed it as a, as a, as a visual thing mm. because I'm a visual person. I never thought in a million years that um, the audio of it is even important. You know, I quick, I really underestimated um, the podcast world. Um, it's the first time ever that I haven't hit it out of the park with it. Like everything I've done, <laughs> but, but like in the last couple of years, I, like knock on wood has been done yeah. well, you know, 
it's like my books, like, because I've done, it's like, you know, my books, the internet content, it's like, uh, even now, especially like the, now I'm doing like restaurants again. I took like a six year break from doing restaurants. Now I'm back in the restaurant business and they're doing re- well. And it was a really interesting thing. So when I, I, when we did the podcast, it didn't hit the way I thought it was gonna. Um, and it was a really humbling experience being like, I didn't understand it. I underestimated that podcast. I thought truly content's content. I was just like, you know, and then I was just like, my fans don't really actually care about what I think about things. They just want to see me cook and they like the way that I cook. And then I was just like, I don't know if my, my fans actually don't give, and they certainly don't give a fuck about two-tone. <laughs> and, 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 uh, but now they've grown because we're a year old. And I think like anything, it's going to take like three, four years for people to really, for it to breathe and become its own yeah. thing. If it doesn't, and I think podcasts out of the gate don't just snap unless it's like a, a produced kind of thing. Or if it's like, maybe like come town or something like, you know, something that's just like, like something that is so, um, you know, I think like that podcast is just you know, uh, I, it's wild, but it's just like two tone loves it. And he showed it to me and I was like, Oh, this is genuinely people that are not even fearless, just completely ignorant. And they're just like ripping everything. I was just like, this is chaos. And it's just like, um, uh, I just, I, it, it's one of those things where it, it's such a great, like, I'm just taking it as like, not even like an L, but just as like such a, a learning curve where I'm just like, we're not like, cause the thing too is like, if you're not making money, it's a hobby. And I, 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 I wish I had time to have a hobby. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, uh, but it was a thing where I was like, and we were talking about it on literally yesterday when we did the podcast, it was like, because um, it was like our one year kind of anniversary type thing when we actually started it. And it was so funny because we were like, dude, remember when you, we were doing like quick math in our heads about our ads and our, the numbers that I would get on YouTube. And I was just like, if we do that, we are going to be making 200 K a month. And I was just like, it's in the bag where this is amazing. And then we're like, and over the year, I think we've made like $8,000. Mm. It's just like, and, and, and we pay our own Purdue. We have one person that produces and edits and does everything. And I'm like, we pay him out of, I'm like, I've lost $24,000 just paying a person. <laughs> I'm paying to do the podcast, you know, like, it's like one of those things that's like truly such a, um, uh, a funny thing because I'm like I genuinely just like doing it with two-tone and now it's like at a point where it's just like when we get like I'm growing my hair because I dyed my hair blonde on the last episode when I was physically in Los Angeles before COVID hit and I've made a you know uh, a blood pact with two-tone that I'm not cutting my hair until two-tone cuts my hair so until I can physically be back and united with my podcast partner you know Alex two-tone Erdman I am never going to, you know, if it's three years, this, this pom-pom is only going to get worse, you know, and I'm going to keep that going. And it's just like, that's the thing that I find like what makes our podcast actually like funny, where it's just like, it, it's the same as just a dash. It's all the nuances yeah. that in between it and the, and the chaos and the friction and, 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 um, you know, the frustrations that we cause each other. Cause we're just like, we're both too, like, obviously anyone listening to this, I don't want to listen to the other person talk. I only want to <laughs> talk. So same with two tone is, is he only wants to talk and I only want to talk. So it's like, 
just one of those things where, but, but podcasting is, is, it's a work of, and I've fallen in love with it. I do them all the time. I love doing them with new people. And, you know, I just want to say like, thank you for having me too. You know, like it's been a, uh, and this is the thing where it's just like, I like you, you know, it's nice to talk to somebody new that is a genuine person. You know? Well, thank you. I'm, I'm extremely flattered. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I love you. I adore you. Thank you for the words of wisdom. Namaste. I, I really, really appreciate it. Let's go. And if anybody out there works for Veep or Big Mouth or any really funny things, like reach out to me, you know, and uh, listen to my podcast, Powerful Truth Angels. Um, and that's it because everything else I do is very successful. So I'll just plug the one thing that needs there you go. All right. Take care, Maddie. It was great talking. Take care. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to Blamo. Our show is produced by Blamo Media. Our associate producer is Jason Schwimmer, not Schwimer. Get it right, folks. Maddie Franklin is in your DMs, and big boy Brendan Finn cuts it up. Theme music, as always, by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. If you want to find us online, type in the old Google. And no, we don't make toys. You can find us on Instagram at Blamo Podcast. And do us a favor, leave a review on whatever app you're listening to us on right now unless you're driving. Tell us a joke or why we are, and I'll personally read it. If you can't stop and need all that hot content, join us on Patreon for tons of exclusive episodes, a private Slack group, merch hookups, and all the fun you can ever imagine. I'm Jeremy Kirkland. I have red receipts on for you all. I love you all. See you next week.